1: From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $400 off. Just say, Coach Collins sent me. to to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you. As I hit my microphone, oh well, um, it you know, and it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts, and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and check that out, and let's head off
0: to the podcast. So you know, you can. It doesn't always have to be about punishment, but it's it's just okay. We lost. You know, right. we got you got to remember that. Uh so I went to a clinic a few years back, two years ago, I think I was at the Nike clinic, uh Chicago area. Bob Huggins is speaking. Oh,
1: I love this. I love this.
0: Huggy is Huggy is super chill now. It, it, it's so funny. And he's had like eight heart attacks. So he's you know, he's really laid back now. Um and I've seen him back in the old days where he was just yelling, screaming, even at a clinic he's yelling at people. Right. Um so somebody asked him, you know, you, you, seem, you seem different. You seem really relaxed. You know, tell me what changed. He's like, you know, it took me forever to figure this out, but I don't yell and scream anymore at practice. We went and bought three treadmills, and we line them up at half court, and we're doing our defensive breakdown stuff. If, if you can't do what we're asking you to do or you're not in the right spot, he goes, all I do is just point and say treadmill. And the kids go over there, and there's a manager waiting, and they got to run two minutes at 17 miles per hour. And, uh, the the best part of the story, the best part of the story was, you know, he's talking about freshmen and freshmen like coach, how fast is 17 miles per hour? And, you know, Huggy would, he would say, well, let's go outside and you stand in front of my car and I'll show you. (laughs) And, uh, and his story continues with, you know, kids, once kids get on that treadmill at 17 miles an hour for two minutes, we send them right back to the drill. And you know what happens? They're too tired to do it. So they go back to the treadmill, they go back to the drill, they go back to the treadmill. And he goes, they never want to get on that treadmill again. And it was it, it was a learning to a teaching tool for him. Now, we left that clinic, and I'm talking to my staff. He's like, you know, what's going to be our treadmill? Because we can't afford three treadmills. This line, but right. we can't move them in out of the gym, and we'll probably get fired if we do that to a kid. You know, somebody's going to complain. So you know, it, it doesn't have to be this extreme. For us, it's just a it's just a heavy ball. We we, we have. Um, Every every rack, every, every level has three or four, like three and a half pound balls. Yep. And when they're in on the right spot defensively, we just our coaches have them under their arm all the time. Like I've got one, my assistant's got one. You just call their name and just toss it to them. They know they grab it. And we'll we'll tell them why as they're running. And and we're just on to the next spot in the drill. And that's something we've incorporated. Every level does it, and it's kind of become our thing. Like it's not a it's not earth shattering, but our kids have kind of taken pride in it. We had a group of seniors in year two that got to the point where they would ask for the ball. Like, they would know. Like, I'm not in the right spot. They would turn and just show me their hands and ask for the ball. And so,
1: so, so what I love about this, too, so the treadmill, what I love about the treadmill is you can't cheat the treadmill. Like, no. you can – You're, going, you're going for two minutes at 17 miles an hour. You can't cheat it. Like, line grabbers or whatever, they cheat sometimes. The same thing with this weighted ball. I love this, that they you, – you have to do the laps and you have to put it above your head. You know, you're not worried about speed of the laps. You're worried about they got to do the laps, and it's above their head.
0: Yep. Yeah, and they're running right around where we're working, so they're still engaged in the drill. They're still, and right. when they, when we, you know, they're they're still talking to their teammates while they run. Like, like I love that, trying to keep them out of it. You know, trying to keep the heavy ball out of their hands. So that's that's been really good for us. That's been our treadmill. It's it's not. Again, it's not anything earth shattering, but it's something our kids have embraced and they kind of take pride in it, you know, and they, and they the kids, and the, the freshman kids will walk through our gym when practicing, they'll see it and they're like, Oh, they can relate to it.
1: Done. I'm stealing that yeah. one. I'm going, so, so I'm going to simple. tell who, if, if my weight guy is listening, I'm stealing a couple medicine balls out of the weight room. So well, Absolutely. We, go. <laughs> you
0: know, we buy the, so get on Amazon Spalding sells those things for about 40 bucks and then you can incorporate them in a lot of low post drills and things like so that. So it's
1: an actual, it's an actual ball.
0: It is. It okay. is. They bounce really well. We do a lot of like just uh, drop step layup drills in our yeah. post breakdowns and things like that. So we get a lot of use out of those.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: again, pre practice if court space allows. I know everybody's got different situations they're dealing with practice yeah. wise. Um, dynamic stretching is important for us. Kids are moving. Um, really trying to one thing with dynamic stretching. I'll go back to make sure they're on balance. Sometimes the kids are talking and they're not in their their head is off center and they're are doing the quad pulls and stuff and they're they're falling forward. And we're constantly reminding them, like, fellas, if you're varsity athletes, you should be on balance when you're doing dynamic stretching. And it's it's really more of a focus thing. It is. It's um, not that they can't talk while they're doing it, but they've got to make sure they've got enough focus to where they're on balance all the time. We'll get them together for a quick meeting. We usually have an emphasis of the day offensively, defensively, or both uh thought of the day um sometimes the thought of the day is just you know it's just as simple as who we're playing you know what they do well um why it's a big game why it's important all that stuff doesn't have to be anything again earth shattering but just something to focus on um something that so that they know you have an emphasis and a focus for the day um, perfection we already talked about that um you know that's that drill and again i can send you the four drills it's yeah, just a three man we ate three man straight two man straight uh, we never do two-man pass drills while we're sliding. I just we don't ever do that on offense. you in never,
1: yeah, you never do it in the game. We're
0: sprinting, um, we're always a bounce pass to a layup, uh, rebound outlet drills. I think are just important, especially if you like to run. Um, so again, for us, that was we're competitive right from the get go. You are going to win or lose in the first six minutes of practice, and it's and you're accountable to your teammates. So for us, we start 80% of our practices with that. Every once in a while, we'll switch it up, just to switch it up, but we start 80% of our practices with that. Um, so again, just a little bit more about perfection, which we've already talked. And about.
1: And do you just yell perfection?
0: Yeah, they know. Well, they'll see. They'll see the time on the clock. Our manager will have the six minutes. They'll know it's a perfection day. Do
1: you um, do do kids know all your drills?
0: Um, I think by Christmas they do. You know, there's there's drills that we I call substitute drills. You know, okay. there's the essentials, and then there's a, all right. Let's just do something different today. Um, okay. Sometimes you know, but but we're again. I'm, I should, I should tell everybody this. I'm at that stage in life where I'm still, well, my kids are 14 and 11. Okay. I'm coaching travel softball year round. Right. <laughs> I, I, I coached travel baseball for a long time. I just switched over to my daughter's softball team this year. So even during our season, we have indoor practice two nights a week. Right. And she's got basketball practice and I'm running her to that stuff. So I am probably the highest level of efficiency that I can possibly find. If there's something I can tweak to be more efficient i'm gonna do it so um not everybody's in that same situation when i was a young coach i had i could i could stand practice for an hour with kids i could practice for three hours i could do whatever i wanted to do right, um, right. I just No, out. and i and that,
1: that, that's what i'm asking it's like i think there's can be efficiency in the sense that th- that transition if you talked about the you know the 10 minutes in pre-practice i think young coaches that transition from from drill a to drill b if the more the more efficient you can make the movement from a to b is you, I think yeah, you, so you're, you can make a two-hour practice, an hour and 40-minute practice, and still do the exact same stuff if you can make those transitions faster and more precise.
0: And that's why we've cut down on the number of drills we do. We repeat the same drills a lot more than I used to when I was younger. But it's just about call it out. They know it. And, and I, yeah. we're really big on echo yells. Um, you may call them different things, but I don't always yell it out. Sometimes I just tell one kid, hey, here's what's next. And if they don't get it done in 10 seconds or less, we're running.
1: Yeah, you know, I love because
0: that. that I think when you when you when you train them to echo your voice, you talked about last week on on our roundtable um, about playing in that that you want to play in those sectional championship games. It's right, that high school level gym. There's three, you know, two to four thousand people in there. It's it's the loudest place you're gonna play, and they have to be able to to operate in that environment. They're not all gonna hear you, but they have to be able to to echo what they hear. Do you, so uh, do you a use a whistle? Thing. I do not use a whistle at all.
1: I, you, I there are very few of us. I bet we're in like the 10%. I've never used a whistle in 30 years.
0: I heard this once and it stuck with me. I can't blow a whistle in a game to get them to listen to me.
1: That's exactly what I, I, I said. I want them to be in tune with my voice. Absolutely. You no, know, the whistle is probably wrong if any officials listening. So <laughs> I don't care about what the whistle sound. I care about yeah. them hearing me if they can. Um, so, yeah, you and I are in the minority. Trust me. I, I keep asking people about that, and it's like, I just don't – I don't know. So I don't yeah, have a well, voice. I,
0: I, I, I'm surprised <laughs> that, you, you know, you say you and I are in the minority, and I, I agree with you. I know that, and I'm still surprised by that. I know. They have to be able to operate from your voice. They do. You know, that's essential. They've got to be able to pick it out in a loud game, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, versus their mom screaming at them from the third row. Shoot! 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 Pick my voice out versus mom's voice. Yes. Um. So, fifteen to twenty minutes of, of defensive breakdowns. Uh, we use really five to six different drills. That includes our rebounding drills. They call it out. They know what it is. We start with a transition drill, five on four plus one, where we're just at a disadvantage. Um, so our, our guys in transition are playing a diamond zone, stop the ball, protect the rim, and they transition from a diamond zone to man-to-man when they're down a man. So um, it's just, those are concepts we work on every day, stop the ball, we need a rim protector, and then uh, we've got to get that fifth guy matched up. Um, so it's, it's really just about protect the pain is what it is, but it's in a, we go in a diamond shape. So we practice that in our transition drill. So, you know, we just I used to have probably a 10-point principle defensively, and I really simplified it. Like we got to get back. If we don't get back, we're getting scored on. We've got to be able to close out under control. If we can't close out under control, we get beat off the dribble, we probably get scored on. We've got to be able to jump to the ball. If we can't jump to the ball, we probably get scored on. And we've got to be able to communicate through uh, when we're in scramble mode. We've got to be able to communicate through that and get guys off the three-point line and finish the box out. So that's really what our drills do. And a lot of our drills, we do multiple, you know, we're, we're covering a lot of that. All So our defensive drills breakdown, let me show you this really quick here. So this is our, um, again, this is our five on four plus one, really simple concept. I call an aim they run and touch the baseline. I'm throwing the ball to one, one of the guys on the baseline and they're running their break and, and flying down the floor. Really, really, really about communication. Again, that diamond for us, just stop the ball, protect the rim. Uh, protect the wings so you can get shooters off that three-point line in transition. Um, we, we this is probably a four-minute drill. It's usually okay. we we keep score. We give a point for every possession. Either the offense gets a point, or the defense gets a point. So you can you can get a stop and then go down and score. You get two points on that trip. Um, okay. So again, I again, this is available. I don't want to spend too much time. Yeah, don't
1: you, you we'll we'll, we'll, put, we'll put this in the show notes. Yeah. People can.
0: We move to a really simple closeout, jump to the ball drill. You close out on the ball, they throw to the wing, you jump to the ball hard. And we want our jump to the ball really athletic, big body language, take up space. Um, so we practice it every day. This is a, a two-minute drill, sometimes 90 seconds. Good closeouts, jump to the ball hard, communicating through the entire process. Um, so we go from transition defense to closeouts. I stole this from Augustana uh, University, Gray, Giovanni, Gray a couple years ago at a clinic. Um, really good drill. It's a six-man closeout drill. Kind of a crossfire. You're, the X three is going to roll it out to one, close out high hands. Pass goes to the top. X two closes out on two. We jump to the ball. Um, X three or X one closes out on three and that reversal again. You see. And, and when
1: you're running these, are you are you looking for things, Are your assistants looking for things, Are the other kids looking for things?
0: So our emphasis again is 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 those essentials. The right. Close out, close out, and jump to the ball are huge right now okay combined with communication so if we're not doing those three things that's where the heavy ball is coming your way okay and when three touches it here we're live we're playing three on three live um i think if if you're not playing three on three drills you you probably need to because it makes the game a lot harder it's it's harder to get stops three on three um and offensively you can get some really cool screen and roll action and things going with 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 good spacing. so i i think it's essential this again is a four minute drill for us probably Okay. And again, we're keeping score. You know, stops stops get you a point. We only score on stops on this one. Okay. Yep. So we have a we have an orange team and a black team. Uh, we're subbing in for our own team, and then we're switching over offense, defense. How time.
1: do you during practice? Do you do a lot of the subbing, or do you have the kids do the subbing?
0: I have the kids do a lot of it. Uh, again, right. I want them to control a lot of stuff. We, you know, everybody's getting reps. Um, when it needs to be controlled, I'll control it. When we're scrimmaging more and I want to see combinations and things, I'll control right. it. I, and
1: That's when I'll jump in too. But most of the time it's like, I got other things to worry about. Just jump yeah. in the drill. Tell the kid, I mean, everyone's going to need a break. If you're working hard enough, you're going to need one. So don't, yeah.
0: Yep. And again, if they don't need breaks, you need to reevaluate the way you're running your practice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, our eight-man closeout drill is the exact same drill. But you notice we have four and X4 and we're just, we're defending a ball screen. In this case, it's a side screen and roll. Um, we're really simple, make them use it hard hedge and recover. Um, I know more and more, more and more schools and systems are going to force left all the time. Um, I'm intrigued by that. I haven't gone there yet. Um, we're still kind of in those building stages. We're heading into year four now, um, where I'm at. And, um, you know, it's just, I like the option to trap. So make them use it obviously gives you that option to trap.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, the force left is interesting. I, we, we'll force we'll force short corner yep. both sides. We'll keep you on one side of the court. Um, We're the
0: same. Yeah, the same. we'll
1: we'll do that. Um, the force left thing is interesting. I'm, I, I it's intriguing. It's intriguing. It's, I'll say
0: that. I, I, I'm still having a little trouble wondering if it's too difficult. If it's just thinking too much.
1: I mean, uh, the forcing of the short corners, keeping it on the sides hard enough at times sometimes, but
0: and I, you know, I I'm a pretty high energy guy. When we're in a game situation, I, it, actually all of these drills, I'm screaming, no middle, no middle, no. I say no right. middle more than anything. I say, jump to the ball more than I just jump more than anything. just constant reminders. Cause if one guy's flat footed, all of a sudden you get beat on a help to helper situation. Yep, you so do Those are things I'm screaming and I'm high energy. And in a game, Oh my gosh! If we're defending in front of our bench and it's right in front of me, I'm I'm reminded. Keep it here. Keep it here. Keep it here. Keep it here. Just yelling and screaming at them because I think in in high school I think you can gain a huge advantage doing that. I do too. College I think that's more difficult. But um, and then we'll we'll get out of this couple couple okay. box out drills and things that. that okay. So that's really it. Those are our defensive essentials. We don't do Good. a whole lot more. Uh, over breakdowns, again, we kind of talked about that a we little did. bit. A lot, yep. of, a lot of two-foot finishes, a lot of shot fakes, okay. a lot of pivotings. So,
1: yeah, we'll put that on. That's a PDF, okay.
0: Um, we're, we're big on pivot out of pressure. I, don't, I think kids, kids do so much advanced-level stuff now that, that I've come back to more really, really simple stuff. Um, and the and
1: advanced I, stuff you don't use in a game that much.
0: No, they've they've got trainers who they pay for that stuff. And I I get it. If I'm a, if I'm a skill trainer, the videos I'm posting on Facebook are the triple crossover moves, the step backs, because everybody's like, I want my kid doing that. Right. But they, you know, the, the travel programs and stuff, they're all doing these high level workouts and there's a place for it with the right kid. But I just feel like my job is to fill in the gaps with that and and, and pivoting and and playing off of two feet is something. And again,
1: how often do you see that in the, in the 123 possessions, you don't see it that often at the high school level because I'm going to no, counter we, you.
0: But <laughs> you see that you see that jump, stop, shot fake, get to the free throw line. Right. Um, we talk foul situations a lot, so getting you know how many teams have two good post players. You know if we can get that one guy out, that's huge. So um, again, I think that's where playing off of two feet is is important. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. Uh, we have post-perimeter breakdowns. We have two guns. Um, we don't always have our main gym. Uh, we have a field house with three courts, and we have a main gym that has four courts. But our main court is in the – like we have – like they're end-to-end, two courts end-to-end. Right. So, so our, our so ours is, we have seven courts, but it's not a great use of space based on the way our main gym was laid out back in the 70s. We do usually – when we're in that main gym, we have two guns set up, so we're pretty fortunate with that. Um, if you don't have a gun, you need to get one. You need yeah. to get two of them. Um and and you know they're expensive six. They are.
1: I'm a big Doctor Dish guy. They're the same thing though. But yeah,
0: yeah. we had, and I had a Doctor Dish at Boylan too. I loved it. They're all good. They're they're yeah. so good. But I know I know with Shoot Away and the gun, you can pay for half one year.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll like I know Doctor Dish will like um they'll uh they'll work a, even a payment plan for you where it's like awesome yeah.
0: So we split with, so we did a, a, a two payment plan. We pay, we put, we pay now and get it, pay half now and get it. And we pay again in nine months, but we split with our girls. So we paid 1400 right. each Yeah. now and, and 1400 each in, in nine months. And yeah, you no, know, we had a trade-in. So we got, we got about 1200 bucks off a of trade-in, but um, yeah, really, the best fundraiser you can do is, is, is find a way to get one or two or however many. You can yeah. Have.
1: They get, it's just about reps too.
0: It is. It really is. And you can't, you just can't, you can't replicate that any other way. Uh, offensive breakdowns, again, I, just some actions that we do, some DHO stuff. Uh, we do some sweep action. Um, right. Pretty basic level motion stuff. I know you, I think yep. you're a read and react guy if I remember. I am.
1: I'm a, I'm a little bit of everything. It just depends. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, yeah. Read, re- a hybrid of read and react. But yeah.
0: I like this stuff for, I, I'm a, I'm a quick hit guy. I, I like my sets. I like to, I like to manipulate early movement. Um, but then this stuff comes into play after those sets come to an end or they break down. Right. Uh, we still want to continue to build some of those habits. So we've got about four drills we use there. Um, and I've already said this. Do your shooting drills and breakdowns allow for repetition in scoring the way your players will have opportunities to score in your offense? I think, not, I
1: think a lot of young coaches make a mistake on that one. I think they yeah, do it like you were so. saying earlier. I think they do a lot of drills that don't pertain to what they're actually doing.
0: I used to constantly be looking for drills, and then I thought, well, you know, if we do this footwork, let's just all right. I'll be the high post. Throw it to me. Make your cut. Take your hand off, and you know, let's go. And let's get right. On.
1: Make your own drills up. I'm just what it's, I'm telling it's, you. It's,
0: yeah. it's. I think it. Sometimes we lack confidence early on. So with, I'm going to run Bobby Knight's drill because if it was good enough for Bobby Knight, it should be good enough for my seventh graders, right? Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, but ask your head coaches. They should be able to to guide you in that in that situation as well. Yes. Um, and again, the reason why there's lots of drills I love, but they just don't translate to the way we play. So that's why we I've kind of moved on from that stuff. And that's you know these are things that I've learned, and I know you've probably learned trial and error. And, and uh, for us at practice, free throws are halftime. We're at about that 45 minute to an hour mark. Um, our free throws, we run our free throw ladder. So you know, is your free throw situation competitive? There's a lot of ways to do it. I don't. We think do
1: ladder. We do ladder too. They love ladder.
0: Yeah, so what, uh, here's how we do our ladder, and and again, I can send this PowerPoint to anybody that wants it too. Okay. Um, each player has a seed, you know. So we'll go three, four days where we just record and seed, and you know, we alternate. So one day our number one has a buy, so it's two versus three, four versus five, and then the next day it's one versus two, three versus four. So one day you got to hold your spot. Next day you got the opportunity to move up. Yep, on.
1: that's exactly gotta, what we do too. I yeah, love. You got to
0: string together wins. It puts pressure on them, and and it's fun. You know, the kids yeah. love. it. They yeah. absolutely love it. They can't, they're, they're, they're energetic. Sometimes you got to tell them to, to settle down and focus. Right.
1: And, and and to be honest with you, I use it, whoever's at the top of the ladder in the technicals gets to go. Like yeah,
0: That's what we do too. Yeah. We, and, he, and it doesn't matter if it's our 15th guy, we sell them in. Yep. We sell them in there. So, um, and then just ways we do it, some days we shoot 20. Uh, we usually don't do more than sets of five. I usually try to – even five, I kind of like, yeah, hey, they're never going to do that in the game.
1: See, and, I, and I change it up. Like I'll do a free throw ladder where they'll shoot 20. I'll shoot a free throw ladder where they'll shoot a bonus. I'll yep. do a free throw ladder. I just want to put different pressure on them, you know.
0: That's the next thing I've got on the screen here. Some days we shoot 10 sets of one and one So if you yeah. miss that first one, you don't even get the second one. Right. You know? And some days we, we take that – remember the old NBA days where you had three to make two?
1: I don't. Oh, that oh, was a man. long – that was the ABA. That was a long that was time.
0: That was the NBA in the early 80s.
1: Three to make two. But we'll
0: do that sometimes. You make your first one, you get a second one. You make your second one, you get a third one. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Just, to, again, just finding ways to put pressures on those shots. If they're tied, it's sudden death. If I swish it and you make it and it hits the rim, I win. We got a match even a swish. Just because, we, again, we're back to time management. We got to move on at that point. Yeah. Excuse me. Second half of practice, that varies a lot more for us. I'm big on scouting reports, so we'll, we'll obviously spend time on scouting reports stuff. Some coaches aren't. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter to me if you're big on scouting reports or not, but that's just what impacts our practice. Uh, we, we do have scout teams running sets for our, for our opponents. We have probably six teams in our league that don't run anything because they're super athletic. So, right. you know, it's, it's different. Uh, we have a couple teams that, that run – a ton of sets, and they run them really well. So those weeks, obviously, that takes up more of our time than other weeks. We play a hybrid zone press. This is Don Showalter. I don't know if you know Don. I Don do. has coached the Junior USA teams and stuff. Yep. It's a diamond look. But we rotate to a 2-2-1 on a weak side entry pass. Um,
1: do you, uh, do, you, do you, so you let them get the ball in in that diamond? You're not pressuring the ball?
0: We try to force – no, we're, we're all over the ball. So we've got our, our energy big guy on the, on the ball. Our four-man, okay. um, just a high-energy kid that's still pretty athletic on the ball. Trying to keep it ball side, like to the short side of the floor. Yep. But if they enter it to the weak side, uh, Coach Showalter and, – and I love this. I went this. I think I was at a point guard college camp, and he was speaking. Because I had run some Diamond, but that weak side always killed us. Because by the time you get there to trap, they're throwing over top of you, and they're gone. So he always rotates automatically to a 2-2-1. Two, two, and then, you know, your trap areas just change on that trip. And then he's got six or seven different calls that are really simple adjustments. Like sometimes you can squeeze out the, the team that throws it back to the inbounder. You can squeeze him out if that's their point guard. Just, just a lot of a really I love simple that. looks. Okay. That you can, uh, they, they don't take a lot of work to put it in. So, okay. again, it picks, about, Does
1: it pick up pace?
0: It, it really does. It really speeds teams up. There's a, a red call where we come out of a timeout and we, we face guard and we're showing man-to-man and the shape of it. You don't see the diamond shape, but on that first pass, we're falling right back into diamond responsibilities. Um, try to Out of timeouts, we try to change it because they're calling a timeout because we've got them on it a couple times, and then we try to change the look. Um, sometimes we don't trap the first pass. Sometimes we trap the first pass no matter where it is. There's about seven different calls. I don't even think I've ever put all seven in. Um, we have a squeeze call. You know, If there's a team, a, the backup point guard comes in, we go to a squeeze call where we, we're really choking them out harder because we know that their their best ball. But it's really all about just make somebody other than their best ball handler get it across half court. And, um, again, I think at the high school level, you can have a lot of success with that because very few teams have two or three great ball handlers. Yeah. Or, or deci- it's not even about the ball handling. It's about the decision-making as well. It is. So, so we spend about 10 minutes on that. That occupies our time. Okay, I'm I'm more than happy to share the PDF of that as well. Yeah, that'd be that. great. Um, I might
1: look at that. That that would be great. I, I'm always I, looking for a tweak on that.
0: I love that. I I just it it just helped us control the action so much more. And I and what I, does I he call, diving, what does
1: Don call it?
0: Um, I don't even know what he calls it. I've got I've got the video too. That's uh, I think. Um, I can't remember what he calls it. I I'll I email just, I'll
1: email him. I just I've never heard his name associated with it. But that's, yeah, yeah,
0: I think this is what he runs with Team USA a lot, in that Okay. because he's got so many athletes. And I had <laughs> some I had some teams at Boylan where we were 11 deep. So it really came about like how can we play all 11 guys? Right. Well, we got to get them tired. You know, yeah. we, we got to get them gas. So we just had to play fast. So and it's the kids love playing. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't think any earth shattering here. We spend time on five on zero and, and shall, five, on five. five on five. Yep. Um, really depends what your team needs here, and I, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, like at the varsity level, you have that framework, but you really have to manipulate to what your team needs. We do a lot of scoring stuff, um, you know. And again, it's just it's just make it up.
1: Right. It's what you need with your think, specific yeah.
0: I think Dean Smith was really big on that back in the day. Like, like if we're scrimmaging, it's not just about ones, twos, and threes. It's so if we're a bad offensive rebounding team, we may be given a plus two for every offensive rebound and just watch the energy level go up because that's an effort thing. It's just really have you emphasized it enough? It, in, in most cases it's it's probably you haven't emphasized it enough. Sometimes you don't rebound well because you don't have the studs, but yeah,
1: that's what I was talking about last week. It's it's really what you emphasize. Like if you're emphasizing, you know, it, getting on
0: I'm sorry, but here's the best part for me, though. They want to win in scrimmage games. So now you're, they emphasizing, do. you're emphasizing in a time where you really have their attention at, at its highest level. So anything we need. If we're not screening well, you know, I, some teams don't screen at all. If you're reading React, guy, you may not screen much at all, but we, we'll, we'll go uh, point per screen, and it's got to be a, a good screen. Like either there's got to be contact, or we got to see a defender really have to move to go around it. So we'll have an assistant coach scoring these things. Maybe it's a point per ball reversal. We're just struggling moving the ball. Um, it can be a point per deflection on defense. It can be offense. It can be defense, but again, the kids want to win. So if all of a sudden this is worth three points, you know, taking the charge is worth five points, watch, watch them line up to take charges. Um, but just again, manipulate and emphasize. I think that's really, really important. It's not what you teach, it's what you emphasize And we all teach a lot of stuff, and we want to be good at a lot of things, but ultimately it comes down to what they hear you say over and over again.
1: Kiss, baby, kiss.
0: Or what you, what you reward them with on that scoreboard, and that scoreboard is a great tool of practice. It is. Uh, and then if, you're, if your team is sloppy, three, start with three basketballs. You know, Put 10 minutes on the clock. We're going to scrimmage for 10 minutes, Well, we got three balls. That ball went over in the corner. It's out of bounds. It's a turnover. Okay, here's ball number two. That ball gets thrown away. Here's ball number three. You better protect it. It's the last one. If And, and, and we basically, in early in the season, if there's seven minutes on the clock and we hit that third turnover, we're running for seven minutes.
1: I so, love that. That's uh, a great drill.
0: You know, late in the season, will we run them for seven minutes? No. But we'll make them run for a minute or two and then get back out there and just just teach them to value the basketball. I've had years where I've had to do that, I've had years where I haven't had to do that at all. It, it really depends, again, on your team. But – you know, if they if they're a team that doesn't value the ball,
1: you just you just hit one of my pet peeves because Bo, I mean, I'm like, I live in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm like anti turnover guy. Like, well, you have
0: I, to be because Bo Ryan will show up and, and oh, be or
1: Dick here. Bennett will show yeah. up or like, yeah, it's like, you know. that
0: was my Steve. That was my first clinic. It was it was Dick Bennett Friday night, Saturday morning, Wisconsin basketball practice, Wisconsin football game. I think I was 20 years old. in My oh. first clinic, and you want to talk about a guy that will make you fall in love with basketball? Oh. Yeah. That
1: was it. His son's just – yeah, anyway, don't get me started. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. So yeah. good. So good.
0: I still do – you know, our, our defense is still the old push system. You know? Fan he, runs it,
1: he runs it so well. So you're up to situations. How much let, – let's talk, let's talk the season. How much time do you in the season do you spend on this? How much time in practice do you spend on situations?
0: In practice um, – Weekly. Weekly. I think early in the season, we're probably closer to 20 minutes of practice. Okay. And, you know, that could be as simple as we're every possession starts with a baseline out of bounds. Sometimes our scrimmage, you know, we'll, we'll play at one end, but we'll start it with a, with a baseline out of bounds play. Defense gets a stop or they score, they'll run transition. They'll play out that possession and then we'll stop it. And then we'll start at the other end with a baseline out of bounds play. Just to kind of it, – it's controlled, but it lets them get up and down as well. Let's them transition from a made or miss to, to your break. Sometimes it'll be just based on a bounds for seven, eight minutes. We'll huddle up. I'll call the play in the huddle. We'll go back out there. We run everything out of a box set. So we have about nine, ten different sets. We run out of a box just to disguise it more. Okay. doesn't matter what you do. But for us, I just huddle them up. I'll give them a number. And the kids can only cheat it so much because every set starts the same way um, as far as the setup goes. But end uh, of game, you know, those take a little longer where you're following. You're down six. You're in the bonus. as a minute and a half they to go. They do. Should...
1: I never feel like I have enough time for those
0: we always make sure we have enough time to flip it so if you're on if you're ahead at by six you're also behind by six okay all on the same day um and then you know free throw situations probably early in the season and then you know as needed i, I think we're bad about that in terms of we'll, we'll wait till we get beat on a couple free throw box outs and then we'll go back to it yeah. if we were more consistent on that maybe we wouldn't get beat on them um so those are things that we, you know, and by end of game, it's not just ahead and behind. Sometimes it's silent out of bounds with three seconds on the clock. And, and even if it's five on zero, like, like kids are gassed, we're almost out of time, um, we're going to do something where it's, it's uh, you know, just something they've been through before. Even if it's that shell five on zero, um, do something. If, you know, if it's for us it's the end of practice because a lot of times it's the end of game, and they've got to be able to do those things when they're tired. Um, and be able to mentally, you know, execute. Right. Um, Maybe we're down to three minutes, and it's like, you know what, you guys at that end and you guys at that end run through uh, Butler from sideline out of bounds. We'll put three seconds on the clock. We'll set them all at the same time. Just kind of go through the screening and the movement of that just to get them something. So later in the season, you know, I'm – by February, we're not more than an hour and a half. By late February, we're an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. So, um, you know, that obviously – Hopefully by then your situational stuff your kids are pretty good at if you've taught it and emphasized it well at that point. So again, we work on at least one daily, probably more early in the season. Uh sample practice plan. I I'm hugely detailed um, to the minute. I don't just write five minutes of this, five minutes of that. I I want a start time and an end time. Okay. It's a goal. It's not a hard rule. It's a goal, but Again, between this that I have on the screen right now, the practice plan and the, the, the running clock, hopefully that keeps us on, on track. And, you know, a good day. Yeah, I think it's
1: really important on a practice plan to have, like, some people will put start, will put how much time and how long it takes. Some people will ru- have a running total on the side. You need to come up with whatever way, especially with the people listening, that you can keep, just keep track. So you make sure you're moving. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um also go over and check out tchubbs.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network.